0: D20 Radio, your game is rolling.
1: www.d20radio.com Begin <laughs> transmission of Geekhead Radio.
2: Welcome back, Gamer Nation, to episode 29 of Geekhead Radio, your one off podcast for all the half assed geek news that you'll get around the world. Uh, I am one of your three co-hosts. This is Preacher23, also
1: known as Aaron. And welcome back, guys. This is Perrin, a.k.a. Clayton, and I hope you had a wonderful holiday weekend.
3: And this is Courtney, and I was going to say that, but Clayton stole it.
1: What an
2: asshole.
3: I know. I know. I didn't prep well.
2: And, and and finally, just so we all know, we do have to introduce a guest.
0: Just
2: <laughs> <laughs> a little bit of an inside joke. <laughs> we have with us today the wonderful, the fantastic small town girl, <laughs> Natalie Cox.
4: Hello, you're playing my song. Oh, so much.
2: Quite a while back, uh, Natalie and I um, had quite a bit of a song war, and uh, that was the the beginning of.
4: That's what started it.
2: Yes, it was all your fault. But
4: I'm so. Sorry. And in my defence, mine was a completely innocent post on Facebook about oh, I quite like this song, and then. <laughs> You took it and ran with it, and people died, and it was a mess. Because <laughs> <laughs> Aaron
3: doesn't have completely innocent posts on Facebook.
2: <laughs> no, ever, never. <coughs> now, just for the rest of those listeners who aren't immediately aware of who Natalie Cox is, she's a British actress, model, gamer, and geek who is best known for her role as Juno Eclipse in the Force Unleashed games. Um, she can currently be seen in Rise, Son of Rome, one of the Xbox One launch titles. And for the life of me, I couldn't even find what your character's name is in that. There's like no cast listing anywhere. I
4: know. I do not know what's going on. I clearly need to get on this. Um, I'm actually called Summer. I play one of the gods in it. There's Summer and Winter.
2: Oh, excellent! I'm um, very imaginatively named. Yes. Couldn't <laughs> couldn't go with historical accuracy or anything like that. And... <laughs>
4: no, they've definitely mixed their sort of Greek mythology and Roman history. Uh, it's called poetic license just go with it it's it,
2: fine totally
3: but hopefully it will inspire those youngins to look up the real story and learn some good history yes gaming exactly is, gaming is educational.
2: <laughs> very educational. and uh yes and then also natalie is an avid uh tweeter she's uh Gotten quite good at Twitter, far better than <laughs> anyone else in this group except for Clayton, possibly.
3: Like me, hi.
2: <laughs> and if you want to follow her on Twitter, her she's Natalie Seacox. I guess we should announce that it's a th in there. You've got the the there is yes. Yeah.
4: It's the fancy French way of spelling Natalie. Oh. You know, yeah, it's far superior <laughs> I know my to anything. parents liked it. What
2: can I say? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so I think before Just, we get too that's much, it. yeah, <laughs> that's, that's my about-
4: introduction. Wonderful.
2: <laughs> yes, but um, Natalie is uh, quite an entertaining person, and in the short amount of time that I've known her, uh, thanks to quite an interesting debacle where a mutual friend of ours discovered that there was someone posing as her on the internet.
4: <laughs> yeah, um, I don't quite... Well, actually, I found out that somebody was posting oh, okay. posing as me. Um, as some of my friends kept saying, oh, I, I sent you a message on Facebook and you didn't reply. And I'd sort of say, well, I'm not on Facebook, that's why. Um, there was somebody actually had a complete profile set up and was posting messages on there as me, sort of saying things like, oh, I've got an audition today. Wish me luck, people. <laughs> and stuff. I was like, This is so weird. Wow. I don't have an audition today. They were getting more work than I was. That was the annoying part. <laughs> <laughs> That is why they had to be stopped. <laughs> <laughs> Their life was a bit more interesting than mine. So it wasn't I, I, great. I,
3: I think that's a sign you've you know, you're 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 something big though, right? If somebody somebody <laughs> pretends to be you on the internet.
2: <laughs> and and on top of that too, um there I, I hate to break it to you, somebody is posing as you again in Google Plus. But really? we had this discussion. When we were trying to find you, all hidden, tucked away. Don't try and find her. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
4: quite, I'm quite difficult to find. I mean, I only did Facebook and Twitter for the first time a few months ago, really. One, to get rid of this imposter, and um, two, because they <laughs> thought it was about time that I sort of joined the real world. Um, <laughs> it's quite good fun. Yeah. I, just, I joined Skype as well. I Skyped for the first time about two months ago, just got the hang of that, and then you threw Google Plus at me, and now I'm all confused again.
2: Excellent. That's what our job is, yeah. is to absolutely confuse you. Brilliant. And everybody else. <laughs>
4: Mission accomplished. Now,
2: if everybody else wants to um, complain about how we've confused them, um, Courtney, how can people reach us?
3: Well, if you want to find us on the web, you can visit our website at geekheadradio.com. If you want to reach us on the Facebook, if <laughs> the Facebook. It's really you, if it's really you and nobody's posing as you, we're <laughs> on Facebook as Geekhead Radio. You can also download our our podcasts on iTunes, and we'd really like it if you uh, if you'd write us some reviews because we're awesome and we have, have more to reviews- beat
2: out Geek for Jesus on the Geek listing, please.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so download us on iTunes write us an awesome review we'd really appreciate it um, and you can also find us on find us on Twitter at Geekhead Clayton Geekhead Aaron at, and Geekhead Court and if you wish to send us yeah, send us emails, you can reach all of us at geekheadradio at gmail dot com. Or if you wish to send us emails individually, you can reach us at Aaron at geekheadradio.com, Clayton at GeekheadRadio.com, or Courtney at GeekheadRadio dot com.
2: And finally, of course, we're part of the D twenty radio network. And um, you can always find us there on the forums under Geekhead Radio. And I'm going to adopt Natalie as as one of our our personal celebrities, um, the Order 66 podcast has Sam Whitworth, one of your past co-workers. So... (laughs) You're ours. Muah.
4: <laughs> that's that's um fine. Do what, Wait, what does this involve? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Nothing.
4: Or I just more. find over my firstborn child. Exactly. Something
3: like that. Um, <laughs> okay, let's no, go. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'll come like, No, absolutely not. There no, will be you no know,
4: child slavery on this. No, program, you may, like you not. may
3: keep, you may keep your firstborn. <laughs> oh,
2: <laughs> all the fun out of it. All right, and so. I think at this point, uh, we should probably introduce the, uh, drinks of the show. So actually I actually have a song ready, huh? <laughs> now you have to forgive me. This is a dropkick Murphy song. So it's going to take a little bit for them to start talking about the drinking. So just pretend it's already there. <laughs> 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 so, uh, Clayton, what are you drinking tonight?
1: Today, Hi, this afternoon, it's two o'clock. A, a wonderful uh, AAA beer from uh, here in the states. It is amber and delicious. Mm, delicious.
2: Um, and I'm uh, consuming the beer that I was supposed to have ready for when uh, Clayton and Courtney were in town uh, in Salt Lake City for the Salt Lake Comic Con. It had not been brewed yet, and so I am now consuming. I know my French roast coffee dark chocolate milk stout and damn it's tasty
1: sounds complicated
2: uh yeah it was a little difficult to make <laughs>
3: <laughs> well and as the geekhead radio designated driver again um i am back to i am back to drinking tea i have a a twinnings chai tea right now that i have
2: all right and um i, I know it's a little bit later in the evening not much but uh are you enjoying or imbibing of any wonderful beverages, Natalie?
4: Um, I have a gin and tonic going actually. It's <laughs> quite nice. You and know a little bit English, isn't it terribly? That's that's okay. <laughs> I
2: debated playing gin and juice for the <laughs> drinking song and now I wish I had. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, it's evening time for me. So, you know, I figured it's it's a sort of a little nightcap. It's not uh, nightcap, nightcap. It's my third, so there you go, that's why I got them confused.
2: <laughs> I was gonna say, come on, you're British. There's no such thing as drinking in the evening. There's drinking all day.
4: Exactly. And I'm in Scotland at the moment actually, so um and it was St Andrew's Day yesterday. So for them it's drinking all weekend. Oh, <laughs> excellent. <laughs>
2: All right. Well, I think at this point, we should probably get to some of the news so we can cover this bit. Uh, Of course, Natalie, feel free to jump in and and add any sort of commentary. And uh, once we're done here, we'll definitely be um, focusing all of our attention upon you. (laughs) 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 All right. Let's hit the news.
3: We take you now to Kermit the Frog with another
1: fast-breaking news story.
3: That's
1: awesome. Kermit, I mean, uh, Clayton.
3: Frog, here.
2: I have way too much fun with this podcast to spend too much time doing this shit. (laughs) So, Clayton, I I kind of... I was the one that threw up this news story, but you'd been following it pretty uh, heavily on the Facebook uh, fan page. So yes. let's let's hear about this comet of the century that is no more.
1: Yes, uh, I they was so hopeful for for Comet Ison that I actually went out and bought a telescope so I could uh, I could watch its immersions from the sun and so- uh, I <laughs> might have been a little premature on the buying of the telescope. And now you uh, just
3: have to find something else to do with it.
1: I was just oh. going to suggest he spied on his neighbors. I was going
3: to say, <laughs> neighbors beware.
2: <laughs> Close your blinds, please.
1: So for uh, those that uh, don't uh, follow astronomy quite as uh, avidly as I do, uh, Kaimut Ison uh, made its closest pass to the sun on the 28th. Uh, just a couple days ago, it uh, dove to within 770,000 miles from the sun which doesn't sound like that it's all that close, but uh, that's close enough for the temperature on the surface of this poor comet to rise to over 1,700 degrees Celsius. This thing Does... was evaporating more than an inch of surface every 10 seconds.
2: And if, and, and that's well over the uh, melting point of steel. Well yes. over. And so it was turning, if there was any rock left in Ison, it was molten
1: Yes, and uh, it dove in and out of uh, its close pass, and uh, it uh, came out in what looks like it was two pieces. <laughs> um,
3: so now we get two comets of the century, <laughs>
1: or two not. for the
2: price of one. Uh, Yeah,
1: it, it's still a little early to, to tell. The uh, instruments that are pointed at the sun have a very narrow point of view, so we're going to have to wait probably until the end of this week to actually see if we're going to have any more comet. Um, The chances are that uh, it didn't survive well enough to provide us the Haley comet uh, eclipsing levels that people were hoping for. Um, We're going to get something that is probably going to be very faint, probably too faint to see with anything other than a telescope.
2: Well there you go. Now you made you made the appropriate purchase. So quit your pitching.
3: <laughs> Meaning we'll have to find something else to do at 4 a.m. in the cold. Sorry, flashbacks to Haley's comment from my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: yes, that's right. If
3: my sisters are listening. They're laughing hysterically right now. <laughs>
2: Okay, and um, since our last pod, uh, podcast, it's been about a month, we decided to take a little bit of a break whether we really agreed to it or not. It just happened that way. Um, two little small bits pieces of technology have been launched. Um, I think one is known as the PlayStation 4, then the other one's Xbox One.
1: Mm, the console wars have begun.
2: Anew. A um, little bit of uh, information. I mean, if you have not already picked up your... your uh, your, your systems... I'm sorry, my beer is very carbonated. Um, <laughs> chances are you are not going to be able to get one until sometime in February. Um, both systems sold over a million units and they're uh, on their respective launch dates within a 24-hour period of time. So there are 2 million people out there. Well, probably some people have both systems, but at least a million people that have purchased these wonderful new systems. And just like any other system uh, or new bit of technology... There's some problems,
3: <laughs> which is why waiting till February is probably a good thing. Maybe they will have worked some of them out by then.
2: Now, I don't want to dissuade you know Natalie's project to um, to be purchased in, in a timely manner, but um, <clears throat> it may be better if you haven't purchased either of these systems quite yet. And I say that just from personal experience from the original launch of the Xbox 360, the Red Ring of Death, people. If you forgot about the Red Ring of Death and you ran out and got an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4, good luck with that.
3: (laughs) (laughs) There's nothing stopping you from buying the game and then holding off until... Oh yeah,
1: yeah. we actually encourage that because uh, then you can uh, fawn over it and then the day that you can actually (laughs) safely uh, uh, put it into your machine and it not die will be all the more sweet. I,
4: I love this. You guys are plugging the game. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. You do know that I don't work on commission, right? <laughs> well, of course. But not. I appreciate right. it. Thank you.
2: The, uh, I also I know mean... that you're not one of the game programmers either. so yeah. you know. no.
4: <laughs> I didn't. Actually, I was going to get an Xbox One, and I was tempted to order it, and then I held off for that very reason that I thought, mm, you know what? Maybe I'll just wait in case there are some bugs, and in the hope that it comes down in price in the new year. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that was a good thing obviously.
3: Yes. You know, unless you're one of these people that really gets off on being the first one to have the latest technology, I really think that's a good that's a good uh, that's a good thing on nearly any piece of hardware.
2: And <laughs> and plus on top of that, I've been reading some of IGN.com's reviews and um, checking out metacritic uh, with a lot of these launch games and 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 nothing about your own, you know, launch title. Um <laughs> They're not really getting fantastic reviews yet. It seems... I mean, this is always what ends up happening when you get a new technology out, is that people don't have... The the game programmers don't know how to utilize the technology to its fullest yet. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of prettiness involved, but then you also potentially run into the uh, problem of a company just saying, we need to have a launch game, and not really focusing on storyline or... um, Beta testing or, you know, that kind of stuff. Um. Yeah,
1: yeah. But the uh, the for those that haven't seen anything on Rise, you I will make sure that I share some links in the uh, the show notes so that you can check it out. The uh, uh, critics have been exceptionally uh, happy with both the uh, the visual look of the game and very. Uh, Praising the vocal performance is highly. They say that the, those two aspects are carrying uh, the, the game. They have nothing but uh, praise to uh, throw at the vocal talents.
2: Now, the bonus is, as I was doing a little bit of research ahead of time, you can go through YouTube and actually see the entire storyline if you want to spend two and a half hours and not play the game. <laughs>
3: Which you do not yeah. want to do. You wish to buy the game. And you then, do wish yeah. to play the
2: game. I promise, I haven't actually looked at that at all, ever. <laughs> now I have to ask, yet. though, Natalie have you Have you played the game yet?
4: I haven't played the game yet. No, um, I've I have seen the stuff on YouTube, um, and it does look amazing. I would like to say that quite a few people who have who did get the Xbox when it came out and have played the game who follow me on Twitter or Facebook or whatever, have been very nice about it and said that it is pretty epic. Um, most of them have said something along the lines of "wish it was longer" and things like that. But then yeah. I think, I think most people wish that games would just run and run and run and run. But and the length of the game had nothing to do with me. So, exactly, <laughs> that's not my fault.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, when I saw the commercials on TV, I was passing through and and you know kind of caught my attention. I'm like, wow, those graphics are really awesome. What is that? Oh hey, we've got her on the podcast. That rocks. <laughs> <laughs> so that it looked, it, it the game, the commercials looked fabulous. So. It does look.
4: Good, just... I must warn you that some of the commercials are actual live commercials, so <laughs> you might actually have caught a live commercial and going, "My God, the graphics look absolutely incredible on this. It looks real. It is real." Um, <laughs> we did um, film a live version of it as well. Well, some of the
3: stuff that some of the stuff that I saw, I am pretty sure was graphics. I, yeah. Yeah. No, the
4: graphics do look amazing. I mean, the technology they, yeah. is incredible. So, mm-hmm.
2: you know. And and I'm uh, but, a Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, mm.
4: No, I was just going to say I'm just going to have to wait and see and, and when I get my Xbox in 2015, by the sounds of things, um, <laughs> and play it, and then I'll let you know how <laughs> what I think.
2: Now... Um... One little interesting little tie-in note, as I was doing a little bit of research ahead of time, um, I discovered that Forbes had um, released an article that um, ISP, Internet Service Providers, are scrambling to determine how to address the data usage increase that occurred in the 72 hours following the launch of both of these systems. I think, and a lot of the things that I'm hearing, is the days of unlimited data, are with Netflix and all the other streaming services available are going to be disappearing quite rapidly. Mm. That
3: th- does not surprise me.
2: No, it doesn't surprise me yet. It also depresses me because I really have no idea how many gigabytes of um, just media that I download on a daily basis.
1: Yeah, the uh, both of these systems have definitely opened the uh, the content of streaming media to a very large audience, one that really wasn't uh, used to it. it uh, its apps are very data-heavy, and its ability to pull in things like Netflix, Hulu, uh, Crunchyroll, and other streaming services have really allowed uh, people to gain access to things that they never had before, and they're really taking advantage of it.
2: Yeah, and um, well, I don't have anything more to add to that. Fuck me. Anyway,
4: <laughs> <laughs> basically, download as much as you can now because eventually Do it now. you're going to have to really pay for it.
2: Yeah, yeah and I'm sure Comcast is just biting at the ch- chopping at the bite. That's the one. Yeah. Okay. My beer is potent. Bit. Did I mention that? Um, to chopping uh, at the bit. increase the uh, the the cost of your internet service. So. Wonderful. Sorry <sighs> yes. about that, guys. Yeah, it's all your fault. No. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, let's also talk about something other, something else that is extremely British. That Natalie had forewarned me in advance that um, she doesn't follow. Which is okay. We can't do <sighs> There's
3: somebody oh, else that doesn't. <laughs> I don't either.
4: Oh my god. I had this. I had this discussion on Facebook with a friend of mine who was threatening to tweet that I'm not a fan of what it is you're going to talk about and I was going, No, don't, don't
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'll lose all my followers.
4: <laughs> I don't have that many. <laughs>
3: I can't afford to lose any. No, they'll just try to talk you into watching it, I'm sure. I'm
4: I'm I'm quite open to watching it. I did I did used to watch this when I was a kid when it was on. I used to get absolutely terrified of it and I think that's why I sort of put off watching it when it came back because I had childhood nightmares. So that's my but, excuse.
3: For those who haven't figured it out yet, we're talking about Doctor Who. Oh, yes. Uh, yes. <laughs> and the
2: 50th anniversary has come and gone.
4: The day of the Doctor.
2: Yes, save the day. That's save a, the day. I recall I thought someone tweeting. was getting married.
4: <laughs> Isn't that what everyone sends out save the date cards? I was like, oh, this is yeah. so nice. Who's inviting me to a wedding. I oh, know. No. Yeah. <laughs> Something to do with Doctor Who. <laughs> some,
1: so, some weird guy in a, in, in a telephone booth. <laughs> yeah. It's a telephone booth,
2: right? It's ba- it, 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 superman It's a police them there, right? box actually. Oh, a yes. police box,
1: yes. Sorry.
4: <laughs> it's the same thing. There's a there should be a telephone inside it that you can call the police directly from.
2: It's on the exterior <laughs> of oh, well, the TARDIS. Anyway, yeah. Okay. Sorry. I'm watch. I'm having my 5-year-old son rewatch all of the old episodes and I've, I've got well, not old episodes. Let me rephrase that. Older episodes of the new series with yeah. uh David Tennant right now, so
1: Oh. I'm, you find like, I'm a... still,
3: I'm still hoping one of these days when I get some spare time, really, I'm gonna watch it. I just haven't had time.
4: I it's on my list, Courtney, yeah. uh, along with the Clone Wars because I haven't seen that either, and everyone keeps telling me I should watch that. Neither oh, have nice.
3: I. Oh, oh God, I... it's like looking in the mirror. I know. <laughs> I only just watched the Avengers this week, oh, God, <laughs> so I'm starting to to. I'm starting to catch up. Yeah. So, oh. I love you
4: <laughs> i have a lot of catching up to do i really do i feel like i've been in a dark hole for about five years and i've only just emerged I'm so sorry everyone i promise i promise when i get some time i will do some serious tv watching and
2: catch up there you go well you're trying to get through breaking beds and and sleepy hollow, sleepy hollow so you know I, it's I
3: understandable.
2: Am, yeah. sleepy hollow wins that's yeah yeah sleepy s- sleepy hollow's good i'm, I'm about s- I, I saw the episode of John Noble in it, then I need to keep going. So I've seen the... Ri- anyway, um, just still <laughs> talking about the Doctor Who 50th anniversary, BBC broadcasted this episode in 94 countries simultaneously, which which made my evening watching of it very difficult. I had to stay away from Twitter and Facebook until my friends came over who were major Doctor Who fans who do not have cable. And so... Um, That was was very difficult for me because everybody on my friends list was just blowing it up. But um, it has earned the Guinness World Record for the largest TV simulcast in history. Plus, it was also playing in the theatres. It was... So. That's
3: mighty charitable of you to open your home to those less fortunate <laughs> that do not have the their the, their own Doctor Who feed.
2: I was squeeing with the Peter Capelli um, cameo in there, so.
1: Oh come on, Tom Baker. The Tom Baker one
2: was good. We won't we won't spoil too much more of it, but. Um, uh, th- that one was a nice a nice shocker, unfortunately, that was one of the few things that got ruined for me. I knew he was coming because of Facebook. They had held that one pretty close to their chest for a while well, now that we 're past the fiftieth anniversary don 't forget that the time of the doctor, the final episode with Matt Smith airs on Christmas day, and uh, after that, uh, we enter in the next chapter of the doctor, and so we 'll have to see if uh, how what what route. Uh, Peter Capelli takes it. Um, I'm sure he'll be cursing up a soarn and saying "fuckety bye."
4: <laughs> I'm going to have to start watching it. I feel a little bit like I don't know what's going on. That's quite yeah. all right. Think, I'm with <laughs>
1: you. Oh, it's okay. I say the only reason my wife has a clue is because she finds that uh, Doctor Who helps her run. So she gets on the the elliptical or the treadmill and uh, watches episode after episode of Doctor Who. <laughs> That's what?
3: awesome. That's so cool. I don't know if that'd work for me.
2: I've actually seen people and I've wanted to. I'd be I'm, I'm at the gym and and because of my horrible back arthritis that luckily medication's help and my torn Achilles, I have to stay on the elliptical, so I'm usually hovering over the people on the treadmills and I envy them. But there is one woman at the gym um who's usually a couple of uh treadmills away from my wife, so don't worry people, I'm not like you know, checking this woman out, but it's hard to not notice that she's watching doctor who on her smartphone. (laughs) And I, I'm just looking over her shoulder going, Oh, I know what part she's at. I never thought I'd be that lame, but apparently I was wrong.
1: (laughs) 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 Running, running as good for you as is, isn't entirely fun. You need a distraction to, uh, get you through. And, uh, for my wife, it's her iPad at Doctor Who. And for me, it's whatever podcasts I can uh, track down.
3: I've found it normally takes a lion for me. <laughs>
1: you. Yes. But you could shimmy it away.
3: And if there's someone slower, eh, I'm good.
2: That's all you have to be. You don't have to be the fastest not, person in the yeah. tribe. Just... No, I,
3: I love working out, just running, not my thing. So hats off to those who can.
4: Because oh, I go running outside quite often. Hmm. So obviously I can't watch Doctor Who whilst I'm running down the street because that would really... Um, not recommended. No, not. <laughs> I mean, I do fall down a lot and in general as it is. So I think watching something on my phone <laughs> is probably just going to be a complete disaster. Uh-huh. Um, I just listen to nice music. Like, don't stop believing. <sighs> Yeah. <laughs> i'm sorry aaron but it's no, it okay. on my running playlist i have to say it is that's and every okay. time it comes on i have a little chuckle to myself while i'm running down the street. <laughs> everyone thinks i'm weird it's all right it's fine <laughs> i've accepted it
2: it's okay it's okay courtney can understand <laughs> she's been giggled at for being a tall gangly blonde too so <sighs>
4: see you I feel the pain <laughs> uh-huh
2: <laughs> So says the bald man. So, um... <laughs> I think it is now time to uh, hit the... Well, I don't want to say me to the program, but let,
1: let, let's let focus on one person in particular here.
2: Here we go. The only guest that we've ever had that has her own theme song. Whether she's aware of it or not. Um, Natalie, I had to play the Juno Eclipse and finale track from the star wars force unleashed
0: it's so lovely thank you (laughs) but
2: well natalie first off thank you so much for being on the podcast without a doubt
4: thank you very much for having me
2: of course and um you know we have we have we we have some questions and and we actually have some live viewers uh some as in one and we'll see if that person decides to (laughs) ask any questions but who knows if not i have a bevy and I'm sure my guests do as well. So this is getting a little epic. <laughs> I'm wondering where this is going. I'm a
3: little bit scared. <laughs>
2: well, um, as we said at the top of the show, um, you know, you're, you're, you're. Well, I, I'm not sure if this is what you want to be best known for, but you have to admit that Star Wars has lasting appeal.
4: Oh um, yeah, I don't mind people knowing me for for Star Wars. That's pretty much what the first thing that people look at my CV and go, Oh my God,
2: why
4: you Um, I remember your voice.
2: You, you guided me all the way through. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, so I want, I want to ask this, how did you initially get into modeling and acting? Because, um, I'm going to, I'm going to place an educated guess because I, I don't know how old you are and I'm not going to ask how old you are. So I'm assuming that that you're, you're younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> and um, how did you? Um, when did you first get into modeling? And how did you decide to to transition into acting?
4: Um, I got spotted modeling. I was not. <laughs> I wasn't actually modeling at the time. I was just shopping with my friend and her mum in a big shop in London, in Oxford Street. And somebody from a modeling agency was there. And it was about the second time ever I'd been to London in my life. And I was sort of about 15, 16 at the time. And That's how I got into it, really. It was supposed to be something I could do in my summer holidays as a bit of a hobby um, in between school, but then just kind of took off, really, and I'm amazed still and feel very blessed that I can still do it now. It's great. I love it. It It's really good fun. Um, And I've travelled around the world, which is very nice. Um, And then I got into acting because I got my first big acting job through my modeling agency, which was Models 1 at the time. And the job was um, Kingdom of Heaven with Ridley Scott.
1: Which not is an a awesome bad
4: one to start with. No, <laughs> wow.
1: definitely not. No. And, and, um, and I
2: have to admit, I own Kingdom of Heaven on both Blu-ray and DVD, but I have not watched it in probably about six years. And I don't... Who were okay, you in so it? <laughs>
4: you only actually have to watch the first three minutes, because <laughs> I only filmed two scenes... I didn't have any dialogue, and I was dead in one of the scenes. Oh, yes. And unfortunately, they only used that scene. So I'm the dead body at the beginning. Excellent. <laughs> like, that's it. Let's that hire also, a model to be a corpse. On one <laughs> <laughs> yeah. In my first acting job ever, and I'm, I'm the dead body at the beginning, basically. <laughs> well, it was I awesome. I got to go to the awesome? premiere with my friend, and we sat there, and the film starts. And it opens basically with me lying there dead. And I literally turned to her and whispered, We can go now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm done.
2: Trust so, me, I'm yeah. not coming back. It's not one of those movies.
4: No, exactly. So um, yeah, we had to sit through sort of like two and a half hours of Orlando Bloom, you know, riding horses and killing people and stuff. Yeah, it was great. Um, <laughs> so yeah, and then I got my acting agent because of that. Somehow, <laughs> obviously, I played a very convincing dead body. You held and, your breath um, really well. <laughs> I really did. There was, I didn't blink or anything. So yeah, and it just kind of has gone from there. Really, um, I'm very lucky. I know I'm very lucky. Luck has played a big part in it, I must say.
2: Well, l- let me ask this. Um, what was your first most... I mean, that may be it, but what was your first memorable <laughs> role that really <laughs> you said to yourself, this is amazing, or you, you felt that at the time and then you realized you were just a corpse? <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, I don't know. It's hard because most of my acting jobs, I feel... Really, I feel so excited about when I get them and that I still have that kind of feeling of, oh, my God, this is going to be so great. This is going to be so cool. And I still get excited when I turn up and, like, my name's on my dressing room door and things like that. (laughs) I kind of have to pinch myself because I did always have a love of doing drama and You know, I was in the drama school, drama club at school and things like that, and I did, like, amateur dramatics when I was a teenager and stuff. So this is what I've kind of always wanted to do, and I actually get to do it, and people pay me to do it, which is amazing, really. Um, So I don't know. I I don't have a job that is like, oh, wow, this is it. I've made it kind of thing. I just feel very blessed and lucky that I can be doing something that I love and getting paid to do it, and it's pretty awesome. Sorry.
1: (laughs) No, I think you can call yourself successful if you ever go to work and go, I love what I do.
3: Absolutely.
4: Exactly. Exactly. And I think the people who get to do what they love, very lucky. Oh, no. We've lost somebody.
2: No, no, we're good. I think we were afraid we were about to lose um, you. And we're getting a little bit of the across-the-pond breakup. I've
4: got a horrible delay on...
2: Well we can we can I'm getting you, so uh, worse comes to worse i can't I can't edit this out of the YouTube. can you uh, stay me upload yes, we can
4: yes. there's a really really big delay though <laughs> Sorry. Bear with us while we have a technical problem. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I may have to use that as a sound drop um, thanks <laughs> oh, I'll okay. send you the bill we're getting we're getting okay, we're catching up again, so yeah, uh, we know we're good.
0: Okay.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry.
2: So So, anyway,
4: yeah, that's it, basically. I do a job I really like. Thank you.
2: (laughs) I I like my job most days, so I guess I can say I'm successful. (laughs) Just nobody knows who I am, and I like it that way. Anyway.
3: (laughs) Nobody's impersonating you on the internet?
2: Um, Not that I am aware of, and if somebody was, it's... Yet.
1: Yeah, Yeah, they should be, (laughs) because you would have so much fun with that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this is going nowhere. Interesting. <laughs> let's All right. let's remember we have we have Natalie here. Um, <laughs> so I had promised you we weren't going to focus entirely on the Force Unleashed, but it it's I don't it, mind. It is definitely worth reviewing bits of this because it ties into Rise Son uh, of Rome. But um, but I do have to ask, what was your exposure prior? The, um, prior to the Force Unleashed, to Star Wars? I mean, outside of the zeitgeist.
4: Um, I had obviously seen the original three um, and was a bit of a Star Wars fan. I did like the movies. I thought they were great. I wasn't a huge Star Wars fan. My sister had all the little figures. I liked to play with the Ewoks. I thought they were quite cute when I was a kid. Um, you know, as you do. Um, but I wasn't, you know, there wasn't, I didn't feel like there was that much, really, before the three, you know, when the three original game uh, films came out, that was it. And now there's so much more, and there's computer games, and there's TV shows and things like that. So I think, you know, we're sort of more blessed now that the Star Wars universe has kind of grown so much. Um, but when I got the call from my agent to ask if I wanted to go in to audition for the game... She sort of put it to me along the lines of, it's a computer game, it's your voice, but we're doing facial motion capture and it'd be quite good. And then she added, and it's Star Wars, <laughs> which kind of sealed the deal, really. Um, so, you know, I did know that it was going to be a big thing, really. And I sort of went in thinking, oh, God, this would be amazing to to do because it's part of Star Wars, but don't get too excited. I waited until I found out I got the job before I screamed. <laughs>
2: Completely understandable. Now I have to. I have to ask, just in regards to that. Um, do you have your own action figure? Did they provide I do. you that? Yeah.
3: Oh, that is so awesome.
4: Well, it I have. I like have me, your action figure.
2: Name. I'm saying, do you personally own it?
4: Oh, I do. Of course, yeah. <laughs> I've got my my own action figure, and then there's the like a little figure that came in a big set. I don't know. It's tiny that came in some kind of like miniature set thing I've got that as well and I have the Lego Rogue Shadow which is the ship that I fly oh <laughs> oh yes now I have to With ask It's the Lego you... Juno Eclipse in it <laughs> that you can take her hair off and put her hat on <laughs> I totally forgot the... it's very cute
1: <laughs>
2: now did you build it?
4: no it's still in the box it's pristine I'm not opening that thing
1: that's a that's investment quality right there.
4: Exactly. It was very very cheap when I bought it. Do you know how much they are now? They're uh. really expensive. <laughs> um, no, it's all pristine and just saved in a box. <laughs> that's really sad, isn't it? Uh, well, I was going to no, say if you if you all. hadn't
2: got a hold of your own action figure from the Hasbro line, I I, I I'd be willing to give you up for your own.
4: Oh, I do sweet. have one though. Have you got? You've got the one with the weird Juno. F- um, like, the, uh, what's the word? The picture on the front. It's entirely possible. It doesn't look like me.
2: I have it kind of packed away. I do remember that the action figure, for whatever reason, you know, they decided that, you know, you were wearing a full jacket the entire entire video game, so they had to put you in a tank top.
4: (laughs) I am wearing a tank top at one point in the game. Obviously, (laughs) because... Blokes designed it, didn't they?
3: Yes. (laughs)
2: They're
3: like, let's lose the jacket, guys. Come on. (laughs) No, 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 no. Not if it's not if it's just a tank top. That's if you're wearing the battle bikini.
4: Oh, Oh, you need to see what I'm wearing in Rise then, because it's unbelievable. (laughs) When I saw the first entry of my character, she sort of floats down. And she, literally she's wearing two pieces of string covering her breasts. I mean, it's unbelievable.
3: There you go. There you go. <laughs> okay. See, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't work that into the video game, though, because that would be like an awesome force power. You know, the, the, oh, yeah. the bosom lifting. All the, you know. the
2: stormtroopers just kind of stop.
3: Isn't that how, exactly. the, mind, isn't that how the mind trick works?
2: <laughs> yeah. Sorry. I'm pretty sure it does. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... I I've, I've got to know this and 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 feel free to get as technical as you as you want to with saying doodads and thinking bobobs. Um, okay. How how what was it like um how much how much uh how much work did you actually have to do in the studio with Lucas for The Force Unleashed in comparison to Rise?
4: Well, we did for The Force Unleashed we did facial motion capture. So, and bear in mind the first game was Six years ago?
0: Oh,
2: God, is it been that long? Been... Yeah, that's about right. Yeah. My wife was pregnant when, uh, when I picked yeah. it up. So.
1: 2008. Yeah.
4: So um, it involved being in the studio. They put these wonderful little fl- reflective dots on your face, and they filmed you, obviously, when you were doing the dialogue. And the nicest thing about it was that you got to do the dialogue with the other actors in the room. So Sam and I were in the same room, and you're feeding off each other as opposed to other voiceover work where... It's just you in a little fishbowl. There's a director mm. behind the glass going, "Nay, that wasn't great," or whatever, or that was fantastic. Let's do it again.
3: Is that um, standard? Is that standard then for video game voice work? That sh- if they're doing the motion capture, the facial capture, that you are with the other actors?
4: Well, this was the Force Unleashed was the first one that the first computer game that I'd done, and okay. the f- first time I'd done anything like motion capture. So mm. I'm assuming that it. That they do similar stuff like that. When we did Rise, it was full-body motion capture. So I got to wear the nice sexy grey suit (laughs) with the little dots all over it. It's all completely Velcro. So if you actually brush past anybody else wearing a suit as well, you kind of stick to them, which is
2: quite fun. How sexy? Um,
4: Yes, it's very sexy. Um, And we filmed it actually down in Andy Circus's studio called Imaginarium down at oh. Ealing Studios in London. Um, he has this amazing setup where you walk into the room in wearing your delightful get-up and there are thousands of cameras positioned around the studio and it's massive, like a warehouse. So they automatically pick up pick you up as you go into the room, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And they have a live feed on a massive TV screen. <laughs> so the first time you walk in, you see yourself as a stick figure on the on the t v screen and everything you do, the stick figure' doing, and literally for about the first hour they couldn 't get anything out of me because I was just too busy running around the room going, "Look this is
3: so much fun if I do this
4: <laughs> the thingy on the screen does it too i mean yeah, I was like a big kid basically so the, in, in term you know um, the technology has moved on to the to the point where we were we had stunt men, they were throwing themselves off, you know sort of um bridges and things in the game and they did that by in the studio building a structure that the stuntman would throw himself off the top so it is completely real all of the stuff you're doing and you're with the other actors again and stuff and you're trying to act as much as you can whilst not laughing at the fact that they look a little bit stupid in the (laughs) get-up that they're wearing And we had these giant head cam things on as well, a bit kind of like cross between like alien or something. So you can't get too close to them because you hit them in the head with your head cam. And, you know, it's all very technical, <laughs> <laughs> but great fun, you know, and you just kind of run around the studio. And it's very, you know, with, the, with Rise, it was very freeing because you don't have to stand in front of a camera because there are cameras everywhere, whereas with The Force Unleashed, it was much more confined. But that was only because it was facial motion capture and not full body, so mm-hmm. that was the big difference between that.
2: Now, um... Wow, I totally blanked there. Anyway. That's okay. <laughs> I kind
4: That's of forgot problem. what the question was, and I just rambled on. No,
2: <laughs> rambling is good. It's it, it, I, I had a little bit of an alcohol haze there.
3: How long do you spend? do you spend in the studio when you're doing that a day? how many hours at a time once you get all the all the oh my gosh this is so cool out of your system
4: <laughs> we were there well for the force unleashed i was out in san francisco for about two and a half weeks mm-hmm. um obviously i wasn't in the studio for the whole time you know doing it but it's a full movie script that they give you you know yeah. the story that they've written for these games it is a full like full full length movie you know, you sort of sit around and you do rehearsals beforehand. And actually, that was in, it was interesting because on the Force Unleashed, we all sat down. All the, all the guys were there playing the different characters. And Dara O'Farrell was there, who's the director. And David Collins was there, obviously. And we all sat there and read through the script and worked on it together. And we did exactly the same thing with Rise six years later, where everyone sits down in a room and goes over the story and kind of does character development and stuff, which is really interesting because that's exactly what you do in a movie, if you're lucky.
2: <laughs> now, I remember my question, of course. Um, what was the, t- what was the term- turnaround time from when you filmed to when the game was actually released? So were you doing this in 2013 or 2012, or had they even determined if this was going to be an Xbox One launch title, or did you even know ahead of time?
4: Um, we started filming Rise October 2012. We started doing the first bits of... Rehearsal and motion capture And we did. We were aware at that point That it was going to be an Xbox One launch I've been sitting on this for an entire Year not
2: being able to tell anybody <laughs> you got to love those NDAs Because
1: well, the, I tell-
2: decided
4: Non-disclosure And I kept doing all, all these interviews Going
2: I think we're getting a little bit of a time delay here So give it a moment to catch up Sorry no, you're fine. Uh, how dare you influence technology like this?
4: Yeah, oh, I don't know. It's because I'm on a little iPad.
2: It sounds great. Um, okay, so you you've been all sitting your on big these headphones interviews. and everything, and it
3: all looks very technical.
2: <laughs> we won't talk about how cheap some of our equipment is. Anyway, <laughs>
3: they, they made me. I used to do it without the headphones, but then you know, it picked up all the all the weird stuff and going on in my house. <laughs> It looks very sexy. Oh, thank you.
2: <laughs> so, uh, sorry, um, you had said that you signed the NDA, um, and and you'd been doing all these interviews, and that's about. Oh the yeah, you and cut I out. couldn't
4: talk about what I was actually involved with because <laughs> I could, I just kept saying I've got this really great thing coming out, but I can't talk about it, <laughs> which is not really what an interviewer wants to hear. Um... <laughs> 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 and then I was worried that actually when. The game did come out, and I sort of would announce it on Facebook that everybody would go, "Yeah, and (laughs) that's not exciting," and because I'd (laughs) big after all that huge thing. I know.
2: (laughs) So I haven't seen obviously the uh, the the uh, cutscenes from Rise as of yet, but I have to ask here. You know, and and no, I'm not saying this because of the two piece bikini or two string bikini. (laughs) Do they recreate your likeness in Rise? like they did it in the force unleashed or did they just use your voice and general movements to, um, create your character?
4: So here's, here's the weird thing about rise is that there are some bits of it where it looks exactly like me. And then there's other bits of it where my face looks slightly distorted almost. And I don't know whether that's because she's this goddess and so she's slightly shimmery all the time and Mm -hmm. hazy kind of thing. Um, But it's my voice, obviously, and all the movement and stuff is my movement. So I think it's just the way that they've developed the character and and certain times she moves and it doesn't look like me. But then there's other times when it really does look like me and it's quite scary. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like almost embarrassed to show your parents.
4: Well, with that outfit, yeah, definitely. <laughs>
3: uh-huh. But you could say, no, but Mom, me. I swear, I was wearing I was wearing a Velcro bodysuit.
4: <laughs> She's seen the pictures. Uh, the Velcro bodysuit was particularly attractive, I must say. My so, dad liked it. It pretty much covers you from neck to toe.
2: He's like, good, that's, that's how I've always wanted you to be dressed. <laughs>
4: exactly. As he cocks the shotgun.
2: Nobody else is coming near my daughter. <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, you've met my dad. <laughs>
2: oh, I just have to imagine how I would act if I had a daughter. Um now um I I apologize. I was trying to I didn't want to dig too far into your Facebook, but I do recall this is back to a little bit of the Star Wars gig. Uh, you were um you were in a convention recently as a guest for a charity. Yes. Is that correct?
4: <laughs> that is correct.
2: Okay. I what did, was the charity? It was my first
4: convention. I did um, Celebration 4. Okay. It must have been in about 2007 or 2008 um, in LA. And that we were doing promo stuff for The Force Unleashed. And then I sort of hid away and didn't do anything else since then. And so since I've been on Facebook, I've been getting invitations to go to conventions and stuff. So this was my first... Dipping my toe into the convention pool, shall we say.
2: I'm sorry, I'm having headphone problems. That's okay. (laughs) There we go. You're talking about our space-aged equipment and high-tech stuff, and my (laughs) headphones are about to crap out on me (laughs) mid-broadcast. Okay, so... I'm sorry. So you, that was that had been your um, your first exposure to the convention arena, and I'm sure that's that's trial by fire by a long shot. <laughs> Doing so. It was
4: the I agreed to do it because it was for a charity, and it was actually very close to where I grew up in Hampshire, and so it was for a children's charity. And also to benefit the children's ward of the hospital that was like the biggest hospital near where I grew up. So I kind of was like, well, it's sort of like, you know, revisiting the homeland. And so, um, you know, I kind of figured it was a good way to ease myself into the convention world. And it was great. And I loved it. It was really good fun. I <laughs> did learn a lot. It is a bit weird at times.
2: <laughs> okay, you say that. There's a lot of lovely people how, that how come. Is
4: it,
3: how is it weird? <laughs> <laughs> We want the good stuff. No, it's just I,
4: I. What I find weird about it is people that all of a sudden would go, "Oh my God, you're Juno Eclipse," and I go, "Um, yes, mm, I suppose so." <laughs> <laughs> that they know you, and it's very. It's it is a little bit weird to get your head around that,
1: slightly. Do they? Uh, do you find that uh, they do a good job of separating the character from the actress? Or are they totally focused on uh, the character?
4: No, they do a good job of separating the two. I think because you are there as an actress who plays a character, and when we when we did the first game, Lucas were very much pushing that idea of it's not we are getting actors to do these roles, and so when we went to Celebration, we were there as. Sam Witwer, and Natalie Cox, who star in The Force Unleashed, as opposed to Darth Vader's Secret Apprentice and Juno Eclipse. Um, so I think, you know, people realize that we are actors, we're not just the characters from the games.
1: That's, that's really good. That, uh, I think that uh, helps uh, separate you and promote you at the same time.
4: Yeah, it's good. And it's nice. And everyone was really lovely at the convention. People were talking about other stuff that they see me in and, um, you know, how much they like the game. And everyone's talking about the big question I get asked all the time, is there going to be a third, fourth unleashed?
2: Oh, of course. Well, they kind of love that <laughs> dangling out there, like somebody running around without any pants on. So <laughs> <laughs>
4: That's the best analogy I've heard for it so far. <laughs>
2: So, I mean, I mean, if they want to continue to keep it canon of some sort, hopefully they'll be calling you back up at some point and saying, we, we, we kind of have to do this now that EA has got the title. Um, hopefully
3: they're more enthusiastic than that. <laughs>
2: oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, I have to say, if you've seen the ending of The Force Unleashed 2, you really kind of, it, it's one of those situations where they painted themselves into a very ugly corner.
4: <laughs> oh. Yeah. Where, now, I'd love that to be a third one.
2: There has to be a third one, and not or just they've got it a...
4: means a job for me.
2: Yes, <laughs> if they want to continue, you really to want to happen.
1: see where your character goes and how it develops.
4: Yeah, they left the second one really at a bit of an open end, and so
1: now,
2: the game's been out long enough. Know, let's think... let's put it this way: they capture the clone of Starkiller. It's not even Starkiller. and Juno capture Darth Wait, Vader. Wait, but there's a clone? Yeah, because he's dead so at the end of the first clone. one. Okay. Nat- so-
1: Natalie all, all Natalie cares is there is uh, there's a second there's a clone of Sam wandering around exactly. out there somewhere.
3: That's yeah. So 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 there so there are more is what you're saying I'm hearing. Yes. So for Christmas <laughs> I could request a clone of Star Killer. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> a good-looking chap, isn't he?
3: <laughs> a bit. He
4: does have that look.
3: He'll, he'll do, he'll do. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, sorry so, yeah, so I've, I've yes I've been teasing
2: Courtney sorry. for the longest time we'll get Sam Whitmer onto the show one of these days and so I just had to
3: I'm thinking <laughs> if if she's our official celebrity maybe we could do an exchange program
4: <laughs> wait so I'm I'm already I'm being traded in no <laughs> no no no, 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 Courtney, no, not,
2: tra- uh, no Courtney don't you be Courtney don't you be trading yes. in my blondes <laughs>
3: <laughs> you get her back.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you should get Sam on here though because he is, like yes, he is such should. a nice guy. He is such a nice guy, and he is the biggest Star Wars fan of oh, yes, oh yes he is.
2: Oh yes he is. Yeah, I've, I've actually spoken would be so to
4: great. him. so great. I mean, he's. Yeah, go on.
2: No, I was just said I've actually spoken to him. So he 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 knows Star Wars inside and out on levels that even I was like, whoa, I. <laughs> You're geeking out a little on me, dude. <laughs> 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 but, um, yeah, our actually our, our parent um, podcast is one for the Star Wars role-playing game, which is, if you're not familiar, is, is the pen and paper dice game similar to Dungeons & Dragons' Star Wars, if that gives you a point of reference. Or were you that girl who actually played that back in the day and you just have never admitted it? I'm
4: sorry, I, you broke up a little bit.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I was just saying that, um, that uh, the Order 66 podcast, which uh, Sam is a part of, is actually one, de- well, partially he's a part of, as and he's been a guest a number of times. Um, it's a uh, podcast dedicated to the Star Wars uh, role-playing games that have been out in the last five years. So the pen and paper versions similar to Dungeons and Dragons I for see. a point of reference.
4: I never did Dungeons and Dragons when I was a kid. Sorry.
2: Well, if you were if you were tagged to be a model at the age of 15, I don't blame you. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, sorry. I was too busy traveling around the world and having my photograph taken. <laughs> God, that sounds awful. Please don't hate me.
1: <laughs> All jealous.
2: I hate
4: myself a little bit right now, actually, for saying that.
2: Sorry. That's okay. We'll blame it on the gin and tonics, and we'll make sure that nobody yeah. uses this against you when you, you know, get your own series. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Um so my question That's that I was probably
3: the first time anybody's ever said well will make sure the fact that you did not play D&D will not be used against you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: oh. So this kind of goes back to what you said uh, earlier that that there's been so many projects that, well when you were interviewed you couldn't discuss the Rise project. What are you working on now because you're not in, you're not in London right now you're in Scotland as we speak. What are you working on? I'm or... doing
4: a little TV show. Um, well, actually, it's a big TV show over in England, but you guys wouldn't have heard of it, unfortunately. It's called Waterloo Road. It's a... I don't quite know what how to describe it. It's a drama. It comes out once a week. It's like a soap opera almost, I suppose, but a bit more serious than throwing drinks in people's faces and... Saying that they slept with their neighbor, kind of thing.
2: <laughs> now, are we speaking um, like <laughs> the level of um, um, Downton Abbey for? Because that, that that's it's here.
1: No, it's, it's more not of... Downton. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's 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 modern. It's been on for six You've years, Googled seven it. years. <laughs> Have you, have you seen I it? Do, I do have my uses. <laughs> oh,
4: yeah, no, actually, I'm, I'm going to be in the ninth series. I'm only in about one or two episodes, so it's a very small part, but it's quite good fun. I get to play a detective inspector.
2: Oh, yes, I've seen those pictures. Probably
4: the youngest detective inspector that they've ever had. Um, <laughs> but, oh well, I'm going to roll with it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, it's quite good fun. There's a storyline about um, kids hacking some computer network. And I'm called in to figure out who did it.
2: Oh darn. <laughs> those those poor kids. It was you, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and it'd sooner be so Clayton.
3: You, hopefully they haven't written they haven't written you know, really bad technical lines for you that just aren't real at all.
2: They probably No,
4: have. I don't have too much I just have a lot of sort of um we need to interview this person and that person. There's a little bit of technical jargon, but not too much. It's quite good fun though. <laughs> I get, to f- I get to flash my detective-inspector badge a lot, which is quite exciting.
2: <laughs> well, It's better than what you're flashing things. in Rise, Rise of uh, Rome, you know. So
4: <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I'm wearing a lot more clothes in this one. That's quite nice. <laughs> my dad will be pleased.
2: Um, anything else that's in the, the pipeline that we should look forward to or anything else that you're capable of talking about? I, I'm sure um, with television shows, unless you're dealing with Lucas Arts or video games, you don't have to sign as many NDAs.
4: No, it's just you know the only NDA's that I've really had to sign were for for computer games, um, and I can understand why they do that. Um, but um, no, I mean I've got a film coming out next year called The Double with Jesse Eisenberg's in it. Oh, um, I have a small part in that. Um, it's supposed to be coming out next year. Although we filmed it, it seems like ages ago now. Okay. Um. And then, you know, a couple of things in the pipeline for the new year, but we'll just have to kind of wait and see, really. It's a bit of a waiting game sometimes, you know, this old acting malarkey.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, I know that well, word... I feel that uh, being an actor in general is a lot of putting your, your, yourself out there and then hoping they see you for what you are and calling you back.
4: Exactly. It is a lot like that. Everyone kept asking me if I was auditioning for the new Star Wars movie as well, by the way. I would just like to say, I wish I had. <laughs> um, <laughs> I now, my did agent was they, they a bit shoot... annoyed with me for calling her up every five minutes going, can you get me in? Can you get me in? Can you please just get me in? Just please. <laughs> like, um, I think everybody in England wants to audition for that if they could.
2: Now, now, obviously they're going for the younger roles on that. I'm just, I'm just asking this not because I'm interested in Star Wars, but I just want to see if you can get back into the Star Wars canon. Um, have they already started casting for that, or done the auditions? Did you miss your chance, or, or the, is it just not gone out yet?
4: No, they've done. Um, they well, they've obviously done the open auditions over here. Mm-hmm. That they've done a few over in the states as well. I think um, they've seen thousands of people for it. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, they are kind of going for a, a younger. Girl, so I think I'm slightly out of the age bracket, unfortunately. Um, But um, I don't know, I'm hearing bits and pieces of what they're actually looking for and things like that. And, you know, it's kind of, I I don't know what they're after. I don't think they know what they want until it walks through the door. So I'm going to still keep going on at my agent Um, (laughs) that they won't find anybody. And then all of a sudden they go, go on then, okay, fine, we'll see Natalie, send
2: her in. Well, and the bonus not, is you have some add- inroads. I mean, they some, small.
1: She could yeah. easily make the, the the jump from Juno to uh, uh, Mara Jade.
4: You know, what I'm hoping is that they actually write Juno into one of the films. And then they go, do you know who looks like Juno Eclipse and sounds like her? <laughs> huh. This is a tricky one. Let's call Sienna Miller and see what she's up
2: to. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Well, we do have to say nightmare, actually. (laughs) Oh God, I can imagine. Well, they've got the star Wars rebels series. that's going to be coming out, um, next year and that falls into that timeline. So you never know. They might, they might ask to tie that all together. It wouldn't, wouldn't shock me. So
4: that would, it would be great. I would love to be asked back to do something. Um, but, you know, I'm kind of enjoying doing other stuff as well. Oh, yeah. One of my other ambitions is to do Downton. I definitely want to get into Downton Abbey. But then, likewise, again, so does everybody else I know who's acting. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> well, uh, the know. trick is I need to get into the Downton Abbey, the new Downton Abbey. Whatever the new thing is going to be that people haven't heard about yet, I need to start doing that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And find... then you'll be the first to know.
2: Well, You'll let us know if you get, you get into any new series that we can... Try and get BBC America to air or something like that. So,
4: absolutely.
2: <laughs> okay, I have uh, a two-parter questions, um, and then I'm going to leave it up to everybody else, and then we'll try and kind of wrap it up because I can imagine it's well, it's it's about ten after ten your time. So, I mean, you may be tired, you may not be. <laughs> um, you you mentioned that you do have do have video game systems. I think you said an Xbox, correct? Or no, no PlayStation, PlayStation 3, that's right. That's mm. right. That just died. It did. <laughs>
4: I, this is why I love Facebook. I can't believe I haven't done Facebook before. So my Xbox, uh, my PlayStation 3 died on me. And I could honestly,
2: can you hear me? Oh, we got her back. Yes. Excellent.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I've lost my little picture, though.
2: Oh. It's, show,
3: it's showing up on here. Yeah. it? I'm in the white. much clearer. Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
4: Okay, there you go. Sorry, don't know what happened.
2: You're quite all right. Um,
4: what was I talking about? We were oh, my s- Xbox 3. No, my PlayStation 3. Yes, that one.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah, just confirming the two there. Um, my PlayStation died, and I put on Facebook that it, I didn't know what was wrong with it. And loads of people were typing stuff saying, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Have you do this? And, and it was so sweet, and it was so tu- I was so touched. Everyone was trying to help me out. But it was beyond repair, unfortunately. It's gone to the big game console heaven in the
2: sky.
0: Aww.
2: So my question was going to be, um, you obviously had the system. What, um, mm-hmm. what type of games did you find yourself playing most often? Or was it more there <laughs> as like your multi-platform source of entertainment?
4: Um, I would just like to point out that, yes, I do have, because I replaced my PlayStation 3 with the new PlayStation 3 because it's uh-huh. really cheap now because the PlayStation 4 came out. <laughs> um and whilst i do have it and i do play games i'm not a brilliant gamer i hate to admit it um i do enjoy playing games i just don't have hours and hours to sit there and and become really really good at it so i like to play games that i can just kind of dip in and out of um for example lego indiana
2: (laughs) oh that is going to make my son extremely happy because he was playing that for about two hours this morning
4: i love it um Guitar Hero is always quite a good one. (laughs) And then I can pretend I'm actually in a band. (laughs) Um, Things like Batman, Arkham City and stuff like that are quite cool. But, you know, I just don't have the time to sit there and, and trawl through levels and levels and levels of games. And so I sort of do about, you know, an hour and then I kind of have to go off and do something and it will be, you know, weeks maybe before I get back to it. So
2: I think I can understand that.
4: Yeah, sorry
1: guys. No.
2: <laughs> well, we we do have we do have live viewers, but uh, haven't had any questions asked. So if there's anything that you're dying to ask, <laughs> <laughs> shoot it out soon because um, I'm gonna see if Clayton and Courtney have anything else that they want to ask. And I'll, I think we should probably wrap this up. We passed the sixty minute mark a little while ago, so.
1: Yeah, she already a- uh, answered my question about how she entertains herself, by- while running. So I'm good. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, Clayton. Clayton has has become an avid runner and has actually done a marathon or two now. So.
4: Oh wow! I did my first half. Actually, no, it wasn't a, a proper half. It was only a ten miler last year. No, this year, last month, it was. Yes. Um. Yeah, I put a picture up on Facebook, even though I don't like to post pictures on Facebook unless I've had professional hair and makeup done. Um, <laughs> unless you're trying to prove that
2: you're actually in Scotland and you have a newspaper with you.
4: I had to do proof of life today because when, obviously, after somebody had fake profiled me on Facebook, when I first started my profile, I did proof of life pictures to prove it was actually me.
3: I was going to say, then, have you, been, have you have, have somebody done a death hoax of you yet? Because that's even better than somebody faking you.
4: Oh, no. Oh, damn. Well, they see, that I'm waiting for that. I did have fake gossip in a national newspaper in England written about me a few years ago, Ooh, which okay. I thought was really exciting. What was it? You have to um, at least tell us that. It was that an actor called Reese Ephens, who you might know him from, have you ever seen the movie Notting Hill? Mm-hmm. You know the <laughs> the Welsh guy that Hugh Grant lives with who goes outside in his pants when all the paparazzi are outside? So I was doing this movie, I was, had a small part in a movie that he was doing a few years ago, and he actually, ironically, had just broken up with Sienna Miller.
0: Mm. And
4: a national newspaper put a two-page article about how I was his new girlfriend and I was helping him sort of overcome his heartbreak (laughs) and we were going for long walks by the canal and having nice pub lunches and it was all completely fabricated. (laughs) It was amazing. My mum called me up because she'd seen it and she was like, is there something you'd like to tell us? Do you have any man in your life? Um, really? You know. The British tabloids are pretty it, pretty no active about this, but it would have been quite nice if it had been like George Clooney or, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but beggars is can't be choosers. Well, there's well, there's a opportunity. Out
2: of, mm, go ahead.
3: What the, the fake gossip that I see coming out of this is obviously you're engaged in some sort of a in, in some sort of a rivalry with Sienna Miller. Oh God, that's, no! That's, <laughs> that's, that's going to be the next fake fake news that comes on about it, so.
4: I think she's a lovely person. I'm I'm, sure. I've i never met her. <laughs> oh,
3: God, yeah. what have I got myself for? <laughs> we'll defend you. No, it is not. It is not true, internet people.
2: Now, <laughs> now, you. I have to ask this question because I just realized I I had this conversation with Natalie when we were doing sound checks about three or four weeks ago. Um. And I had admitted that you're in the remake of Clash of the Titans. Yes. And um, you said your bit was was cut quite a bit, but um, I'm just interested. You you mentioned that it was um, working with uh, Ray Fiennes and and um, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson. I yeah, the alcohol um, <laughs> was something interesting to observe. Is there anything? I I I just want the listeners to be able to hear what you said. So.
4: Oh, it was, so I I was playing one of the gods or goddesses up in
2: um, their little
4: sort of god world where they look down on everybody and play with the humans and Lepis. do with what they will. Um, and I played Artemis and I only had a few lines, but we were on set for about two weeks and some of the major scenes between Zeus, who was Liam Neeson, and Hades, who Ray uh, Fiennes played, took part whilst we were in in the scene in the background kind of thing. And it was absolutely amazing. It was like acting 101, basically. It was the best acting class I think I could ever go to in my entire life. That I got to sit there and watch these two unbelievably amazing actors do these scenes, and it didn't matter how many takes they did, each time was like watching it fresh and watching it new for the first time ever. And it was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my entire life. And if I can possibly go on to have any kind, like a, an eighth of a career that they've had, or a, a tiny bit of a career that they've had, I would be one happy bunny, definitely. They are absolutely incredible. It was, a, it was an absolute pleasure to watch them.
2: I just have to say that I'm highly entertained that you'd be a happy bunny. <laughs>
4: <laughs> that's what you got out of that story. <laughs> yeah, that's.
2: No, it, that's I, I've never heard that term before, so it's just all the more entertaining <laughs> to me. It's uh, an English thing, maybe. Uh, <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> you, you keep using that excuse. Eventually, someone will believe you. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> well, I think I think it's definitely time for us to admit that we've reached the end of the show.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And um, it's such a shame it is. Natalie, my,
3: my CPU heat monitor is going off, so I think it thinks it's had the end. Of, it's reached the end of the show.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Natalie, promise me that that um, the next time that we have a reason to have you on, that you will jump at the opportunity.
4: Absolutely, I would love to come back as soon as I do anything remotely interesting in my career. I will.
2: Oh come <laughs> on now!
3: On.
1: Come back. not no, no. you don't even have to be remotely interesting. You can just come on and provide colored commentary. Brilliant. Exactly. And I'm,
3: we and I'm sorry, we would not trade you for the world.
1: Oh, thank you very much,
4: Courtney. from <laughs> even... promise next time I'll do my hair nicely and I'll have a video link up as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> nah. Most people don't even watch this one anyway. We're half-assed for that very reason. That's part of the joys of this entire podcast. So, um, Any parting, uh, anything uh, that you want to say before we wrap this up? Who, me? Sure. <laughs> um,
4: not really. Uh, stay in school. <laughs> That's Excellent my advice. basically my bit advice. Um, S- stay in
2: school until you're shopping in Oxford and you get noticed.
4: <laughs> yes, exactly. Stay mm. in school, and um, I, can I do a quote from from one of my favorite films? Do it absolutely. What is it? Hang on, wait. Um, eat your cornflakes with a fork and do your homework in the dark <laughs> extra points if you can tell me what film it's from
2: I unfortunately no. cannot sorry? I cannot
1: Now, nope.
4: damn it, you guys need to brush up on your 80s cheesy movies
2: which cheesy movie? come on now
4: pump up the volume
2: oh my god, I have not seen that since the 80s <laughs> exactly <laughs>
4: And I just quoted it. That's really
2: sad. No, that is that is absolutely awesome and right on par with who we are. So. There you go. <laughs> I think that's a perfect sign-off for the the wonderful Natalie Cox. And um, from this end of uh, Geekhead Radio, this is Preacher23 saying, don't just embrace your inner geek, make love to it.
1: And this is Perrin. Thank you again for joining us. And thank you for getting head from Geekhead.
3: And this is Courtney reminding you that a tentacle in the hand is worth two in the. Never mind.
2: And hopefully we'll see you before Christmas. Uh, good night, everybody. Bye. Terminate transmission of DCAM radio.